Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, July 5th. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of himself, I am the Alpha and Omega, the Olive and Tav, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1.1 in Hebrew, there is an Olive Tav right smack dab in the middle of that verse. Truly, Yeshua, the Olive Tav, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you were reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Olive Tav, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Olive Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, doorway to the Olive Tav. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Olive Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Pinchas. Numbers 27, 1-23 Then the daughters of Zelophehad, the son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Maker, the son of Manasseh, of the families of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, came near. And these are the names of his daughters, Mala, Noah, Hagla, and Milcah, and Terzah. They stood before Moses and before Eleazar the priest, and before the leaders and all the congregation at the doorway of the tent of meeting, saying, Our father died in the wilderness. Yet he was not among the company of those who gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah. But he died in his own sin, and he had no sons. Why should the name of our father be withdrawn from among his family, because he had no son? Give us a possession among our father's brothers. So Moses brought their case before the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, The daughters of Zelophehad are right in their statements. You shall surely give them a hereditary possession among their father's brothers, and you shall transfer the inheritance of their father to them. Further, you shall speak to the sons of Israel, saying, If a man dies and has no son, then you shall transfer his inheritance to his daughter. 
If he has no daughter, then you shall give his inheritance to his brothers. If he has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his father's brothers. If his father has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his nearest relative in his own family, and he shall possess it. And it shall be a statutory ordinance to the sons of Israel, just as the Lord commanded Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go up to this mountain of Abarim, and see the land which I have given to the sons of Israel. When you have seen it, you too will be gathered to your people, as Aaron your brother was. For in the wilderness of Zin, during the strife of the congregation, you rebelled against my command to treat me as holy before their eyes at the water. These are the waters of Meribah of Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Then Moses spoke to the Lord, saying, May the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, appoint a man over the congregation, who will go out and come in before them, and who will lead them out and bring them in, so that the congregation of the Lord will not be like sheep which have no shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him, and have him stand before Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation, and commission him in their sight. You shall put some of your authority on him, in order that all the congregation of the sons of Israel may obey him. Moreover, he shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall inquire for him by the judgment of the Urim before the Lord. At his command they shall go out, and at his command they shall come in, both he and the sons of Israel with him, even all the congregation. Moses did just as the Lord commanded him, and he took Joshua and set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation. Then he laid his hands on him and commissioned him, just as the Lord had spoken, through Moses. 1 Chronicles 1, 1 1-2-17 The descendants of Adam were Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. The sons of Noah were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The descendants of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. The descendants of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Rifa, and Togarma. The descendants of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Rodanim. The descendants of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. The descendants of Cush were Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Ramah, and Sabtika. The descendants of Ramah were Sheba and Dedan. Cush was also the ancestor of Nimrod, who was the first heroic warrior on earth. Mizraim was the ancestor of the Ludites, Anamites, Lehabites, Natupites, Pathrusites, Kasluhites, and Kaphirites from whom the Philistines came. Canaan's oldest son was Sidon, the ancestor of the Sidonians. Canaan was also the ancestor of the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivites, Archites, Sinites, Arvidites, Zemorites, and Hamathites.
The descendants of Shem were Elam, Asher, Arphasag, Lud, and Aram. The descendants of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arphasag was the father of Shelah. Shelah was the father of Eber. Eber had two sons. The first was named Peleg, which means division, for during his lifetime the people of the world were divided into different language groups. His brother's name was Joktan. Joktan was the ancestor of Almodad, Sheleph, Hazarmaveth, Jera, Hadaram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abimael, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were descendants of Joktan. So this is the family line descended from Shem. Arphazad, Shelah, Eber, Peleg, Ru, Serug, Nahor, Terah, and Abram, later known as Abraham. The sons of Abraham were Isaac and Ishmael. These are their genealogical records. The sons of Ishmael were Nebeloth, the oldest, Kedar, Adbeel, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tima, Jetur, Nafish, Kedima. These were the sons of Ishmael. The sons of Keturah, Abraham's concubine, were Zimram, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. The sons of Jokshan were Sheba and Dedan. The sons of Midian were Ephah, Epher, Hanok, Abida, and Eldah. All these were descendants of Abraham through his concubine Keturah. Abraham was the father of Isaac. The sons of Isaac were Esau and Israel. The sons of Esau were Eliphaz, Raul, Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. The descendants of Eliphaz were Teman, Omen, Zepho, Gatam, Kenaz, and Amalek, who was born to Timnah. The descendants of Ruel were Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. The descendants of Seir were Lotan, Jobal, Zibion, Anna, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishon. The descendants of Lotan were Horai and Hernan. Lotan's sister was named Timnah. The descendants of Shobal were Alvan, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Amon. The descendants of Zibion were Aya and Anna. The son of Anna was Dishon. The descendants of Dishon were Hemdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Kiran. The descendants of Ezer were Bilhan, Zavon, and Akon. The descendants of Dishon were Uz and Aran. These are the kings who ruled in the land of Edom before any king ruled over the Israelites. Bela, son of Beor, who ruled from his city, Dinhabah. When Bela died, Jobab, son of Zerah from Bozrah, became king in his place. When Jobab died, Husham from the land of the Temanites became king in his place. When Husham died, Hadad, son of Bedad, became king in his place, and ruled from the city of Avath. He was the one who destroyed the Midianite army in the land of Moab. When Hadad died, Samla from the city of Masrekah became king in his place. When Samla died, Shaul from the city of Rehoboth on the river became king in his place. 
When Shaul died, Baal-Hanan, son of Akbor, became king in his place. When Baal-Hanan died, Hadad became king in his place and ruled from the city of Pa'ul. His wife was Mehetabel, the daughter of Matred, and granddaughter of Me-Zahab. Then Hadad died. The clan leaders of Edom were Timnah, Alva, Jetheth, Oholibama, Elah, Pinan, Kenaz, Teman, Mizbar, Magdil, and Iram. These are the clan leaders of Edom. The sons of Israel were Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Dan, Joseph, Benjamin, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. Judah had three sons from Bathshua, a Canaanite woman. Their names were Ur, Onan, and Shelah. But the Lord saw that the oldest son, Ur, was a wicked man, so he killed him. Later Judah had twin sons from Tamar, his widowed daughter-in-law. Their names were Perez and Zerah. So Judah had five sons in all. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. The sons of Zerah were Zimri, Ethan, Heman, Calcol, and Darda, five in all. The son of Carmi, a descendant of Zimri, was Achan, who brought disaster on Israel by taking plunder that had been set apart for the Lord. The son of Ethan was Azariah. The sons of Hezron were Jeremiel, Ram, and Caleb. Ram was the father of Amminadab. Amminadab was the father of Nahon, a leader of Judah. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz. Boaz was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse's first son was Eliab. His second was Abinadab. His third was Shemiah. His fourth was Nethanel. His fifth was Radai. His sixth was Ozim. And his seventh was David. Their sisters were named Zariah and Abigail. Zariah had three sons named Abishai, Joab, and Asahel. Abigail married a man named Jether, an Ishmaelite, and they had a son named Amasa. Acts 23, 11-35 That night the Lord appeared to Paul and said, Be encouraged, Paul, just as you have been a witness to me here in Jerusalem, you must preach the good news in Rome as well. The next morning a group of Jews got together and bound themselves with an oath not to eat or drink until they had killed Paul. There were more than forty of them in the conspiracy. They went to the leading priests and elders and told them, We have bound ourselves with an oath to eat nothing until we have killed Paul. So you and the high council should ask the commander to bring Paul back to the council again. Pretend you want to examine his case more fully. We will kill him on the way. But Paul's nephew, his sister's son, heard of their plan and went to the fortress and told Paul. Paul called for one of the Roman officers and said, Take this young man to the commander. He has something important to tell them. So the officer did, explaining, Paul, the prisoner, called me over and asked me to bring this young man to you because he has something to tell you. The commander took his hand, led him aside, and asked, What is it you want to tell me? 
Paul's nephew told him, Some Jews are going to ask you to bring Paul before the high council tomorrow, pretending they want to get some more information. But don't do it. There are more than forty men hiding along the way, ready to ambush him. They have vowed not to eat or drink anything until they have killed him. They are ready now, just waiting for your consent. Don't let anyone know you told me this, the commander warned the young man. Then the commander called two of his officers and ordered, Get two hundred soldiers ready to leave for Caesarea at nine o'clock tonight. Also, take two hundred spearmen and seventy mounted troops. Provide horses for Paul to ride, and get him safely to Governor Felix. Then he wrote this letter to the governor. From Claudius Lysias to His Excellency Governor Felix. Greetings. This man was seized by some Jews, and they were about to kill him when I arrived with the troops. When I learned that he was a Roman citizen, I removed him to safety. Then I took him to their high council to try to learn the basis of the accusations against him. I soon discovered the charge was something regarding their religious law, certainly nothing worthy of imprisonment or death. But when I was informed of a plot to kill him, I immediately sent him on to you. I have told his accusers to bring their charges before you. So that night, as ordered, the soldiers took Paul as far as Antipatris. They returned to the fortress of the next morning, while the mounted troops took him on to Caesarea. When they arrived at Caesarea, they presented Paul and the letter to Governor Felix. He read it, and then asked Paul what province he was from. Cilicia, Paul answered. I will hear your case myself when your accusers arrive, the governor told him. The governor ordered him kept in the prison at Herod's headquarters. Psalm 3, 1-8 O Lord, I have so many enemies, so many are against me, so many are saying, God will never rescue him. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy mountain. I lay down and slept. Yet I woke up in safety, for the Lord was watching over me. I am not afraid of ten thousand enemies who surround me on every side. Arise, O Lord, rescue me, my God. Slap all my enemies in the face. Shatter the teeth of the wicked. Victory comes from you, O Yahweh. May you bless your people. Proverbs 18, 14, and 15 The human spirit can endure a sick body, but who can bear a crushed spirit? Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. I want to speak to you today out of 1 Chronicles chapter 1. And you might be wondering, well, what is she going to say? Because that's a big, long genealogy. But there's something a nugget in there that I want to just bring out to the surface. And in chapter 1, verse 36, well, I'll start in verse 35. We have the sons of Esau that were Eliphaz, Reuel, Jeush, Jalam, and Korah, and the descendants of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, Gatam, Kenaz, and Amalek 
who was born to Timnah. So I want to pause there and talk about Amalek. So Amalek now is a grandson of Esau. Esau hated Jacob. Even from within the womb, he had hatred for his brother and tried to kill him by stomping on his head, the soft part of the head. And so what Jacob did was he put his hand up over his head to protect his head from his skull from being crushed. And so it says in the scriptures about the Lord speaks about Jacob and Esau. He says, Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated. And so in many ways, Jacob is the vessel of honor and Esau is the vessel of dishonor. So Esau was a bad seed, and Jacob was a man of the tents, he, which is an idiom, a Hebrew idiom, for he loved to study the Torah. He loved to study the word of God. And um, Esau is a man of the field, so he's a hunter. He's a hairy man. He's got red hair, and he likes to hunt. So he's got a killer instinct in him. He's a bloody man, and he's very carnal and very worldly. So those are his attributes. And again, he wanted to kill his brother Jacob. Now, why did uh, Jacob's mother, Rebekah, tell him to deceive his father and pretend to be Esau in order to get the birthright and the blessing? Because the Lord told her when she was pregnant with them, with the twins, he said, one will rule over the other. And also that they're struggling. You have two nations in your womb. One will rule over the other. And the Lord showed her that Jacob was going to be the one who was to be the prominent one. And so she, the Lord, I believe, really led her to uh, instruct Jacob to take the birthright and the blessing because Esau did not value it. He sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. So anyway... Esau has these sons, and one of the sons is Eliphaz, and then Eliphaz has sons, and he gives birth to Amalek. So Amalek is the grandson to Esau. Now this bitterness and this hatred and this anger against Jacob, it goes on down through the generations. And so the grandson of Esau, who is Amalek, becomes tremendous enemies to Israel, to uh, the those people who are of of Israel. And then later on, a couple of generations later, we have Haman, who's, um, I believe, the grandson to Amalek, or maybe the great-grandson, but he is a descendant of Amalek. Haman plays a very prominent role when we read the story of the book of Esther. And Haman, a direct descendant of Amalek, and a direct descendant of Esau, Haman hates the Jewish people. So that ancient bitterness, anger, and hatred of Jacob is passed on down through the generations. Esau is passing it on down to his grandson Amalek, and then it's being passed on down to Haman. And now Haman wants to wipe out all the Jews and kill them all off. Genocide. And so, of course, you know the story of Esther. The Lord himself intervenes, and the Jewish people are saved and preserved. So I say all of that to say that today, this ancient, ancient 
strife and anger and bitterness between Jacob and Esau. That, that Esau has this against Jacob, and Jacob is always like running for his life. That is that final end of days battle, spiritual battle is going on between the descendants of Jacob and the descendants of Esau, the spiritual descendants. And so Esau hates Jacob. And so we see deep state and globalists and extreme liberal leftists, the communists, so to speak, they hate the people of God. They want to wipe God out of all culture, out of all government, out of all anything in the public life. And, and they're persecuting Christians. They're persecuting and putting conservatives and patriots and Christians in jail. We have nine hundred, more than 900 conservative patriotic people in the Washington Gulag in prison because they exercised their First Amendment rights on January the 6th with no due process no lawyers, no trial. Um, They're not allowed to see spouses or children. If they're veterans, their benefits have been cut off. It is just horrendous. It is horrific. This is a form of persecution. Many of those patriots, they're Christians. They're believers. And, And so we're seeing tremendous persecution now. And I believe the dynamic behind it, if you could look behind the spiritual veil to see what's going on, what drives these globalists and these extreme leftists, these radicals, the communists that have infiltrated, is it's a spirit of Esau coming against the spirit of Jacob. So Jacob loves the Lord. He loves you. He loves the God of Israel. He loves the Bible. And so the spirit, the descendants of Esau are coming against the descendants of Jacob. That's a lot of shared just from that one verse out of 1 Chronicles chapter 1 of this genealogy. But these genealogies can really be revealing to us about, oh, Esau, and then Amalek, and then Haman, and then where are we today? So it gives us some insight. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, Let the Weight of Your Glory Fall, sung by Paul Wilbur.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> 